This is Women Veterans Rock on the Hill, the podcast. It's new people, new policies, and pros for today's women on the move. The Women Veterans Civic Leadership Institute is back, and we are kicking off our fall 2021 season with the Fit for Success podcast series. This free civic leadership podcast series is uniquely designed for today's women veterans, military women, and military families who are ready to take their businesses, careers, remote work lives, and their remote school lives to a new level of individual success. The United States Census Bureau reports that 40% of businesses in the United States are owned by women, and America now has 12.3 million women-owned businesses. Women-owned businesses in America are generating and contributing over $1.8 trillion in revenues per year to the U.S. economy. In today's episode of Fit for Success, you will meet a military spouse who is also a leading and widely acclaimed career fulfillment expert. And now here is your host, Deborah Harmon Pugh. Welcome to Women Veterans Rock on the Hill. It is the award-winning podcast for today's women on the move. And I am your host, Deborah Harmon Pugh. We're all glad to be back from a great summer break, and I am thrilled to welcome all of you to another exciting fall season of the Women Veterans Civic Leadership Institute. We have over 3,000 listeners in our Women Veterans Leadership Series, and many of you have sent really kind words of support and encouragement. So for that, my friends, we send our sincere thanks to each of you from the entire podcast posse here at Women Veterans Rock. Now it is time for us to kick off our fall Women Veterans Civic Leadership Podcast Series. And as you know, we are entering the third quarter of this year. Women veterans, military women, and military moms continue to face new realities and unique challenges in our business ventures, in our careers, and of course, in work and family life balance. I'd like for you to take note that most financial economists who were surveyed in early July of this year reported seeing a steady growth in the American economy and in American companies into year 2022, which means we must be ready by working to strengthen our personal, professional, and business brands. And we must be ready to move forward with a clear mindset to achieve even greater levels of success. And this is why we are bringing you this leadership series at this time as your pathway to performance enhancement. And that's performance enhancement in all areas of our lives. In today's episode of Women Veterans Rock on the Hill, we are going to have a great conversation with the dynamic coach, Adrienne Turner. She's a military spouse who is the author and she's the architect of Fit for Success. Coach Adrian is a recognized career fulfillment expert. She has developed and applied the FIT formula in successful partnerships with colleges and national organizations, global businesses, and women entrepreneurs. 
Join me as we welcome Coach Adrian Turner to our Civic Leadership Podcast Series, and her mission here is getting us fit for success. And we'll begin just after this short break. This episode of Women Veterans Rock on the Hill is sponsored by the Women Veterans Rock Civic Leadership Institute, where our priority is preparing for today's military women for post-military civic leadership, business leadership, and nonprofit leadership in America. Don't miss out. Join the podcast community. Subscribe to Women Veterans Rock on the Hill, the podcast, on Apple Podcasts. Spotify, Google Podcasts, or wherever you stream your podcast today. Renew topics on Tuesdays with your host, Deborah Harmon Pugh. Hi, I'm Adrian Turner, leadership coach, author, speaker, and the owner of Turner Coaching Training and Consulting, a career management solutions and strategies organization. And I am excited to be a part of the podcast posse here at Women Veterans Rock on the Hill, the podcast. Good afternoon, Coach Adrian Turner. It is wonderful to have you with us here at Women Veterans Rock on the Hill. I'm very glad to be here. Thank you for the invitation. Well, we congratulate you on the success of your book, Fit for Success. We simply love your work, and we love your book, too, here at Women Veterans Rock, and we're particularly excited that you have agreed to co-facilitate this year's fall Women Veterans Leadership Series. Let's begin by letting our listeners know more about you. We know that you are a successful book author. We know that you've had great success as a community leader, but not many people know that you're also a military spouse. You opened your book with a endearing acknowledgement to your husband. I'd like to begin by having you tell us a little bit about this special acknowledgement. Well, I really appreciate having the opportunity to share. It's not too often that people ask about uh, my spouse when I'm speaking. You know, more people are interested in the kids and that sort of thing. But I feel 100% certain that my success has been enabled because of my partner who was in the Navy for four years. Rick is someone who demonstrates resilience in our home on a daily basis, and he motivates me. How has your overall professional experience as a woman business owner, a community leader, and your personal experience as a military spouse, how has that prepared you to be a fearless, inspired, and transformative professional coach? I believe that we are the result of the decisions we make, right? So I am in the space that I am mentally, physically, and spiritually based on the choices that I made in my past. So how do my past experiences inform me of who I am today? It's because I have a great level of self-awareness. Aristotle said, knowing yourself is the beginning of all wisdom. It starts with you. And I believe that uh, understanding who you are and how you impact the world, how you show up, defines how you engage with people and the success that you're able to achieve. I'd like to um, thank you and your husband um, for your service as a military spouse and as a military family and his service to our country. And I appreciate the fact how you have bridged all of those experiences together to get 
us to understand where you are right now today. Tell us a bit about your incredible book, Fit for Success. I'm eager to hear about your philosophy of all things are possible if you just keep going. Most people might understand that the other part of that is all things are possible uh, through Christ who strengthens us. So, number one, I believe that I can do what I do because I am following uh, the purpose and the plan for why I am on this earth. That gives me the confidence that I need to keep pushing forward. And most people are successful not because they're the smartest, the fastest, or the strongest. It's because they endured. And I think about times it was getting really tough for me as a business owner, even in my career. If I had stopped and said, oh, this is the end of the road for me, whatever I achieve is all I'm going to achieve, I would not have had the experiences of coaching and training tens of thousands of mm-hmm. people. And so that's why I believe if you just keep going, take the next step and figure it out as you go along, you can achieve what you believe. I love it. This is a great way to kick off the beginning of our Women Veterans Rock Fall 2021 New Leadership Series. And we've dedicated it to Fit for Success. I'd like to begin by talking about part one of your book. I just love the fact that it was such an interesting start, and it's titled Start Me Up. What is the Start Me Up process about as we look at phase one of your book? Well, let me share that a lot of what we accomplish in life is based on beginnings, right? Everybody's a beginner. I think about when I first got started as a coach, how I had that imposter syndrome. Like, you know, Adrian, how can you say you're a coach and you've only been out of coaching school for a week, right? Um, I think about how uh, I needed to find the time to get accomplished what I wanted because When I decided to make a change in my life from employee to employer, I had one child in private school, one in college, and my income was like 60% of our household. So when we say, you know, get started, it's about you prioritizing your time. It's about believing in yourself. It's about moving forward and then being sure that you assess who you are, and what you want to accomplish regularly as you travel through the journey. Because you've got to enjoy it or else you're going to, you know, quit. You're going to be weak. You're going to get stuck. Well, you used a term that I'd like to pause and and talk about a bit, and that is imposter syndrome. We hear people utilizing that term all the time. And when we look at what some of our listeners may be managing at this time and transitioning from one phase of their lives, transitioning into a new season, transitioning into a new business, transitioning from military service back into civilian life. Talk to us about the meaning of this term, imposter syndrome, how it may affect how we work and operate. It's really important that you know and understand who you are. So the imposter syndrome is this complex that we all can have if we feel like we're being a fake, right? Again, when I first got out of coaching school and I was like, hey, I'm a coach, and people were like, "Uh, you just graduated, right? In my mind, if I would have stayed stuck on, you're not really a coach, 
but everybody has a beginning, right? Just electrician. You graduate from electrician school and you start tinkering and start a business. If you're not pretending to be an electrician, you are an electrician. And so this imposter syndrome is you believe things about yourself that are different from the way that you show up in the world. If someone gives you a compliment and says, oh, you're really smart, I enjoyed the presentation, but you're thinking in your mind, oh, I did a horrible job in that presentation. I, I should have said this, I should have said that. That's where that comes in. So it, it takes being confident and giving yourself grace. Oh my goodness, we don't do that enough, right? We should be our own worst critics. So the way that you beat imposter syndrome is either talk to yourself, you know, out loud or respond to that inner voice. When it says, oh, you know that you're not qualified for this, you respond by saying, I might not have all the skills I need right now, but I got enough to get to the next spot. So you are really ensuring and um, building yourself up to understand that you are capable and believing it yourself. So, Coach, I am hearing you say that when we look at the term imposter syndrome, that can be defined as a collection of feelings of inadequacy despite the evidence of success. Yes, exactly, exactly. And it happens to all of us, especially when you're doing something new, when you're doing something different, right? So I have to keep that in mind. I've never been a, a business owner before, right? And I'm used to talking in front of, you know, a team of 10 or 15 people in corporate America, but how do I get the guts to talk in front of 30 or 300 people? You really have to train your brain. There is science that comes from literally the American Academy of Natural Sciences that says we have 40 to 60,000 thoughts per day. Think mm -hmm. about that. But of those thoughts, 90% are negative. And then 85% of those thoughts are the same. They're repetitive. So we're thinking the same negative things over and over. How do we get past that? We train our brains. We adopt what's called a growth mindset. Meaning failure is not the limit for me. I get excited to try new things. I relish in competition. You know what I mean? So it's thinking more about how you can grow and move forward versus a fixed mindset that says, ugh, I haven't tried this before. I'm not moving. Criticism is, you know, a crutch instead of criticism can be helpful. So it is imperative. The thing that stops people the most from mm -hmm. getting a new job, from starting a business, even from being a better employee is the way that we think about ourselves. And that's why my book starts off with personal and business development, because you've got to know yourself. And what are your strengths? Like some people, when I say, hey, what are your top three strengths? They look at me like I just spoke to them in a foreign language. But you should be excited. You should know yourself. You should be able to say, well, this is what I do really well. I can motivate people. I'm really good at putting numbers together. People count on me for uh, special advice. That's how you have to be. So here we are in phase one of Fit for Success. Then phase one comes under this neatly packaged umbrella of professional and business development. And under this umbrella of professional and business development, 
you go through this philosophy around start. I said in part one, it is start me up. You have a philosophy around the acronym start. What does each one of these letters of start stand for? Take the first letter, S of start. Please explain. Stand up. You're not a pushover. Don't be afraid to say no, right? So that's the thing that keeps us from being all that we want to be or achieving all that we want to achieve. We're so busy doing for other people that sometimes we put ourselves last. I'm here to tell you, you can do for other people and do for yourself at the same time. But you've got to make sure that what you say yes to aligns to your overall goals. And if it doesn't, raise your hand and say, I'm not able to support you with that. But mm -hmm. maybe Betty can or maybe at another time. But you've got to be your own, you know, your cheerleader and your own advocate. You can't expect people to do for you what you won't do for yourself. And as I hear you describe the philosophy of S and start, it is important that we recognize that we are responsible for managing our own time, managing our own space. I think it's important that you have phrased this in a way about stand up for yourself and don't be a pushover. That is the S of start. Especially for women. There are societal norms on us. We gotta be sweet, we gotta be caring. If you say no, you're mean. Mm. Forget that, okay? <laughs> it, it is, you know, what is it going to take for me to experience the joy, the happiness, the career, the fulfillment that I want? If you're not taking care of yourself first, you're not going to enjoy the experience. But guess what? You're going to be doing other things with resentment. They might be with chaos and confusion. And um, you're not going to get out of it what's best for you that can ultimately be best for your family, for your company, or for your business. Thank you for reminding us how important it is as women that we continue to revisit the value of learning how to say no in a way that is meaningful and effective without us feeling guilty about doing that. So that that's important that you've included that in as a stand-up for yourself and don't be a pushover and don't be afraid to say no. And we have to remind and retrain ourselves every so often that it's okay to say no or no thank you. So Coach Adrian, you have this wonderful philosophy of START and you do it with these incredible acronyms. Let's move to T of your philosophy around START. Would you please explain that portion of your philosophy? Absolutely. The T stands for trust. Trust yourself. Trust your gut. That's what that is about because one of the biggest mental barriers you will have regardless of what your goal is, is am I enough? Do I know enough? That sort of thing. And you have to believe in yourself. You know, I used to do my speaking presentations and I had every syllable written out. My goodness. And then one day, the computer system went down when I had to give a speaking presentation. And I just started going off a few of the notes that I had. I had a better presentation that time than any other time. Because I knew the information, I was actually using that paper as a crutch. And I had found that in every area. You know, you spent so many years, maybe you're in the military and you've managed the inventory. 
And then you get a job in a corporate setting and you're like, oh, can I do this? I don't know. You've got the skill set. It's just a different environment. And I truly believe when you need to know what you need to know and there is science that backs this up, your brain is going to go back into a file cabinet and pull it up and you're going to be okay. So you have to trust yourself. Your original instinct is usually the right one. Remember when we were younger and we take a multiple choice test or something, they say, make sure you stick with the first answer that you chose. Don't go back and change it because your first instinct was probably the right one. It's the same thing, I think, uh, when we're thinking about our life choices or we're involved in specific activities. All of that is just a negative Nancy trying to keep us safe. That's what our brains do. And I'm kind of going off on a tangent a little bit, but when you understand how powerful, how mm -hmm. powerful your brain is and how it works and how you can trick yourself, like everything we do is a habit. We, we have like, we make 35,000 decisions a day. And when I say that, people go, what, what are you talking about? Yeah, it was a decision to listen to this podcast. Mm -hmm. It's a decision to get up and brush your teeth. It's a decision to walk and get a cup of coffee. But we do it by instinct. We don't think about it. Mm -hmm. So we have to keep that mindset and focus to understand that, hey, we got this. We've got to trust ourselves. You've been down this road before. That's what I tell myself. <laughs> so when we look at this concept and your philosophy around trust yourself, it goes back to, when you know that you know that you know that you know, go with it. Yeah, and I always say think about the last time. The last time you were in a situation where you were unsure. Didn't you make it through? You know what I mean? So when, mm -hmm. when I think about I'm working on different things, Adrian, why are you getting anxiety over this project? You did a program that was three times this size last month. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but when we're in the moment, sometimes our fears and anxiety and even excitement can cloud our judgment and make us think things that aren't real, that aren't true. And that's mm -hmm. why it's important to be mindful and trust yourself. So that brings us down to A, a start. And this one is all about action. It really excites me. Tell us about action when we look at the startup process. People usually say that knowledge is power. Haven't you heard that before? Knowledge is power. Knowledge is potential. Mm. Action is power. Because you can know everything, but until you take action, you won't have any results, right? So that is why action is so important. And I am not just based on my coaching experience, but through my life experiences, I have always been a planner. I've always been very strategic, very purposeful. And that helps me to be confident in what I'm doing because I'm not just going all willy-nilly. I'm like, Adrian, okay, you want to go on a family vacation in one year. Let's sit down and make a plan. What financial resources do we need? What travel agency will I book through? Uh, who's going? Do you see what I'm saying? You mm -hmm. have to be intentional and strategic. And I am 100% certain that the incredible success that I've had over the last five years since starting Turner Coaching and Training is because I'm strategic. I plan. Every relationship that I build, it is part of my strategy. And what do I mean by that? You know what? I want to get more speaking engagements in front of the women's veteran community. 
Who's in charge of that? Oh, that's Deborah Harmon Pugh. That's a relationship that I need to pursue. That is what I mean by being strategic in every area of your life. I did that raising my kids, trying to get them through school. Okay, what do we need to accomplish so they can get through the 10th grade, right? What do we need to do so they can get into college? And I do that in my business, and I've done that in my career. So it's important. you got to take action. In my book, I have this one story called Frogs on a Log. And I say 10 frogs are sitting on a log, and six decide to jump off. How many are still on the log? Well, six decided to jump off. There's still probably 10 on a log. Exactly. Because making a decision is one thing, but taking action is another. That's mm-hmm. how important it is. Frogs on a log. A for action. <laughs> I want to revisit and reiterate a couple of important things that you said. And you said knowledge is potential, yet action is power. And yes. I think the way that you have packaged that in your antidote about frogs on a log makes pretty good sense because there's a lot of people that make decisions and make decisions, but are you carrying them through to fruition? And I think that that's an important thing to note. So let's move yes. on to R of start. You have in your book around R, which is to respond and to be responsible. Tell us more about that. The other part of that phrase adds, if you need help, be brave enough to ask for it. The definition of humility is being vulnerable and open to know what you don't know. And if you think about your dream, if you think about some of your career aspirations or maybe even your life goals, Mm-hmm. Right? You probably need help in flushing that plan out, getting the resources, getting support. You cannot be afraid to ask for help. When I start a new initiative or when I have a new idea, the mm-hmm. very first thing I say to myself is, who can help me to execute this? That's the first thing. And it doesn't mean that I need them hands-on helping me build. It means that I've got to think about who can be a mentor, who can be a sponsor, who can be a consultant. Because, again, I'm doing things I've never done before. So I don't know steps three and four. I might know one. What's that quote that, you know, just take a step. You might not be able to see the whole staircase, but just go. And so that's what I believe um, is important. You've got to be open and vulnerable to ask questions. Well, let me just put it this way, too, okay, because some of you probably have known. You don't tell everybody your dream. You don't tell everybody your aspirations. And I'll be honest, I don't sometimes tell my husband the whole dream because he'd be like, are you crazy? We're not doing that. (laughs) So, you know, you've got to know who you can share with and what you can share with people. But my entire being from, you know, youth until where I am today as a community uh, leader and business owner came because I'm not afraid to ask for help. So here we are nearly through this incredible acronym of START, S-T-A-R, and that brings us to the second T of START. Please tell us more about how you complete this philosophy around your START acronym. T is take it 
easy, right? Because we can really get so engulfed in ourselves or in our goals, and we can get dismayed about what we're able to accomplish, but we also can uh, get ourselves in a space where we are not being productive because we're beating ourselves up. We're looking at what other people have done. Oh, I should be further along. Oh, look what she's doing. And when we um, do that, first of all, we're taking the focus off of where it really should be, but we are actually um, not giving ourselves again the grace. There's been times where I'd be up to 2 o'clock in the morning, i got to get this done, and then I would say to myself, Adrian, who are you in a race with? <laughs> like, you know what? If this doesn't get done, uh, you know, for the next two days, it's okay. So it's important. You know, that's also that self-care aspect. You'll have to take time to say, how am I spending my time? Because your time is valuable. Everybody gets the same 24 hours. we got the same 24 hours that Oprah has, that Warren Buffett has, that Lisa Bailu has, right? We all have the same. But how do you spend that time? And I make sure, and anybody that follows me on social media knows that Adrian works hard, but she plays hard too. Because you have to balance that so that you stay energized. You Stay engaged and you stay vibrant and clear enough in your mind so that you can make the best decisions to keep moving forward. Here we are, phase one of our journey to fit for success. And we started off with the important uh, framework of Start Me Up. And you've given us an overview of your START acronym. And before we move on to the next part of phase one, how should we use or leverage your START formula for us to achieve greater success? Whenever you are, again, doing something new, doing something different, or trying to achieve something that might be pulling you out of your comfort zone, it's important to remember those principles to stay aligned and motivated to what you want to achieve because you're going to have failures. Okay, I fail all the time, mm-hmm. but you want to learn from those failures and say, okay, next time I'm not going to make that left turn. Next mm-hmm. time I'm not going to put all that money out on a social media campaign before my website gets up. You know, you're going to be smarter. At mm-hmm. The more failures you have, and there, there was a whole other quote that I love that says, if you are not failing, you are not growing. <laughs> I love that one. So that's why you... Practice those principles under the START formula so that you can manage your emotions, manage your mindset, and manage what you want to accomplish. I love it. So we are on this journey to fit for success. We've gone through an overview of Start Me Up, so I'm going to put a check in that box. Now, as we move further into part one of personal and business development, you have a segment on promises and expectations. What do you mean when you say your promises have power? The reason why I say your promises have power, because that is a commitment that you've either made to yourself or you've made to other people. And if you want to accomplish anything in life, you've got to put a stake in the ground, as you just said, and make a commitment on what you will do what you won't do, how you'll support others, 
how you'll set expectations, how you'll lead by example, how you'll have fun. It is important to include all of those things. So the I promise is about, you know, living every day to the max. Not that every day is going to be, you know, sunshine and, you know, you're feeling like you're running through a field of daisies because that's certainly not my day. (laughs) But I do look for moments within my day. And at the age I'm at now, I'm being really transparent. I have to really look for those moments because I am so hormonal. If I watch a sad commercial, I'm crying. (laughs) I always build in time to take you know, my emotional temperature. And if I'm feeling crappy, I will say, Adriel, what is it that you can do to feel better in this moment? Sometimes that's getting up and dancing to a song of Beyonce. Sometimes that's looking at a picture of my granddaughters, whatever it is. You know, you've got to promise yourself that as you are journeying through this life, that you are being intentional, that you're being purposeful, that you are sharing, that you are giving, and you make a commitment to yourself and to those that you encounter. So as we travel this road to success, I think that you have done um, an amazing job at having us understand and crystallize this piece around promises. I'd like to make another pit stop and talk a bit about expectations because expectations, as you know, run a spectrum. And we have failed expectations. We sometimes have expectations that really don't live up to our full potential. So let's talk a bit about expectations. What should we expect from our own expectations as we're working through with this journey to success? I would say two things. So let me just differentiate between expectation and intention. Okay. So I heard Les Brown tell this story, and he was sharing that at the time that his son was like a young 20-something, but he had a baby, he was not married to the mother, and his son was kind of floundering in terms of what he wanted to do with his life. And he said to his son, what is it that you really want to move forward and do? And his son said, well, I expect that I could be a great speaker like you. And Les Brown said to him, Do you expect or do you intend? Because expect is more like a thought, but intention implies action. So I think it's important to understand the difference between the two. So you can intend to do something and the expectation is the outcome, but set the bar high. It is just like that story that we hear, you know, reach for the moon, and if you miss, you'll land among the stars. Why set it low and achieve Mm -hmm. it? I always say, what is the biggest splash that I could have if I launch this program? What is the biggest uh, story that I can tell this recruiter to get me that interview? You know what I mean? Always think big. Your chances of achieving more is greater when you do that. I like the way that you've given us another pit stop for us to be thoughtful in this leadership development series. A moment ago, you helped us to understand the real clear difference between knowledge and action. You said that knowledge is potential and action is power. Another crossroad or another intersection between 
intentions and expectations. And you say that we look at intentions, we need to understand that it is an implication of action. And that yes. takes us back to we got to do something, we got to do something to keep this moving forward. And I think that that's another important intersection that we have as we grow our work around this leadership development series. Yes. May I give you another tip to take action? Yes. Please do. I am a big reader, okay? It's an addiction that I have. And uh, I believe also that leaders are learners. So not just learning material, but you are a learner where you are always scanning your environment and finding opportunities and, and potential in yourself and others. And one tool that I use, and I write about it in my book, is the five-second rule by Mel Robbins. The five-second rule simply states that whenever you um, have an idea or an intention or an insight and you want to get started, you have to, you got to move. You got to literally talk your brain into doing it. So Mel came up with this because she was having some challenges and she was having trouble getting out of the bed in the morning, get the kids on the school bus, just having trouble with life. And so she said one night before she was going to bed, the shuttle was launching and they did this countdown. And she said, that's it. Tomorrow morning when my alarm goes off, I'm going to say five, four, three, two, one. And I'm going to launch myself out of bed. And that's what she did. And I am telling you, I use that maybe three times a day. Hubby even uses it. You just have to physically move. So if you are in a meeting and somebody says something and you got an idea about it, what does our brain do? Our brain says, don't say anything. You know that's going to sound silly. Why do you think you – and your brain just starts talking, saying all this negative stuff. You've got to interrupt the pattern. So you've got to just raise your hand or write it down. But you've got to physically move because that interrupts your brain pattern of thinking negatively. So the five-second rule, five, four, three, two, one, it, and get it done. I've done that to send an email like, Adrian, you got to put this email together. Oh, God, you know how those will be cumbersome? Just type it, Adrian. Just keep typing, five, four, three, two, one. And say it. Five, four, three, two, one. <laughs> I love it. Uh, yeah. Thank you for coupling your explanation about promises and expectations because you very nicely have gone through it, not only in your book, but in today's conversation. You have stated very eloquently in your book that you'll never know how strong you are until being strong is the only choice you have. How can our listeners in this year's Leadership Development Series apply this philosophy as we travel on our journey on the road of fit for success? There's another quote that goes along with that, and it says, to get something you've never had, you need to do something you've never done. I remember when I had an opportunity to put in a proposal to do a contract with a large group of healthcare professionals for this coaching program. And I've never done that before. I've coached individuals, but I've never done a large group coaching session with a major medical institution with surgeons and cardiologists and literally 
I was just like, Adrian, put that proposal in and we will see what happens. And I got the contract and then that's when the scary giant monster reared up and said, mm-hmm, now you didn't talk yourself into something <laughs> that you never done before. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I just, I just believe that it is important for you to keep that in mind, that anything is possible. How I was able to get through that was I was like, Adrian, you worked on large projects before. And I believe it was Richard Brandt or Branson or one of them, and I hope I didn't say this earlier in the podcast, but the statement that I live by to this day is if something, if someone offers you an opportunity to do something that you've never done before, say yes and figure it out later. And I know myself. So this is where we come back to self-awareness, right? My two strengths are research and project management. And so I said to myself, finally, Adrian, you will do the research to find the good coaching tools that you need, and you know how to manage large projects, so you'll be able to put this whole program into a timeline, a font chart, or whatever we need, to, a Gantt chart, whatever we need to do, and get it going. So that is what I, I, I mean by that. Give yourself a chance to grow. You can do it. You can do it. I'm just this girl. Literally, I'm just this girl from Philly. I don't know how many people know my background, was educated in the public school system, went off to college, freshman year, got pregnant at 19, had a baby, graduated college with that baby, never stopped, moved right into corporate America, was one of the only African Americans in this large department of 50 people. They were all Ivy League degrees. I got this 2.75 from Penn State. You know, it's just been my life. I've always been one who has had to be resilient, who has had to keep moving forward. And so I just love myself, know myself, and think about if I could have overcome some greater tragedies that we won't even begin to talk about on this call, I can do anything. That's why it's important to know who you are, remember your past, and trust yourself because you can do it. Yeah, when I look at your book and I hear these stories, you say very emphatically, um, that success doesn't just happen. Your success yes. on you. And I think it takes a lot of work and a lot of courage to be able to believe those words and believe in yourself. Yes. So as yes. we prepare to wrap up part one of our fall civic leadership series on Fit for Success, please let our listeners know how and where they can get their very own copy of this insightful book. It's just a wonderful tool. How can people get their hands on it? You can go to my website, Coach Adrian, A-D-R-E-A-N, CoachAdrian.com, and click on the tab book. You can get my book there. Um, it's also available on Amazon. And I invite individuals to text Fit for Success to 71441 and then they can get on my list to receive news and information, and I'll be sure to share information about the book there as well. We encourage everyone to make sure they get their very own copy of Fit for Success because, as Coach Adrian says, your success depends on it. So, Coach Adrian, this has been a delightful conversation. 
on our phase one or part one of our journey of fit to success. Are there any words of wisdom that you would like to leave our listeners with today before we close today's conversation? The words of wisdom that I would like to leave with listeners today is be open to change. Be open to change. And what I mean by that very briefly is you have no idea of the the blessing, the experiences, and the opportunities you can have if you say yes more and no less. Yes more to yourself for new beginnings and more fulfillment in your life. Be open to change. Thank you, Coach Adrian Turner, for joining us here at Women Veterans Rock on the Hill, the podcast. We are surely looking forward to our next session of Fit for Success. It'll be great to have you back with us for part two of our leadership series. And the topic will be, next time, career boost or career bust. I'm sure it'll be another exciting conversation. Again, thank you for joining us here at Women Veterans Rock on the Hill, the podcast. Thank you for tuning in. And as always, we want to thank our sponsors, the Healthy Caregiver Community Foundation, Chestnut Hill College, Zeta by Beta Sorority Incorporated, and Comcast NBC Universal Military and Veterans Affairs for their support of women veterans military families in the production of women veterans rock on the hill the podcast don't forget to stay in touch and follow us on social media you can find us on twitter and instagram at women veterans rock and facebook at women veterans rock don't forget to stay in touch and follow us on social media you can follow us on twitter and instagram at Women Vets Rock and Facebook at Women Veterans Rock. And there's one last thing before we go. We are living in an era of evolving opportunity for women to achieve great levels of success. In these times of constantly changing levels of uncertainty, Women Veterans Rock remains committed to preparing today's military women and cadet girls for post-military careers in business, civic, and nonprofit leadership. We invite you to join us for our next exciting conversation on Fit for Success with Coach Adrian Turner. It will be an enlightening discussion on career boosts, or career bust and how you can prepare to choose wisely and in the words of lily tomlin actress comedian writer and producer she says the road to success is always under construction now posse take us home